This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. Good evening, Creed, and welcome to the Mystery Playhouse. If you like to curl up with a good mystery, if suspense and mysterious adventure are your particular dish, then don't go away. Stay right where you are, because tonight we've been fortunate enough to again secure the services of that light-hearted raconteur of murder, horror, and the supernatural, the laughing boy of inner sanctum, your host, Raymond. Good evening, friends of the inner sanctum. Welcome once again through the squeaking door. So brave of you to drop in. You know, I do like to have a body around that keeps me in good spirits. <laughs> eh, what's that? Oh, you feel warm. Well, now that may be the fault of the chairs. You see, we've been redecorating, and the chairs you're sitting in are hot seats. Uh, we bought them cheap from a firm that builds them for prisons. The um, convict didn't like them. Now, they complained that everyone who sits in those chairs gets absolutely burned alive. <laughs> and now, friends, draw up those chairs we talked about earlier and listen to tonight's tale of terror written especially for the Inner Sanctum by Michael Sklar. Our star tonight is Santa Sotega, who acts the role of Martin Wheeler in a blood-chilling story entitled, I Want to Report a Murder. Other women don't have to put up with such treatment. The way she carried on, you think I was Clark Gable. Believe me. Instead of a middle-aged bank cashier getting bald and a little pot-bellied. I've never given her any reason to be jealous, not in 20 years of married life. She saw green every time I mentioned another woman. Every time I went out of the house. Like tonight. That was the reason the last time. You've always got a reason for going out and leaving me here alone. Now you've got to practice for the bank employees' bowling tournament. That's a likely story. It happens to be the truth, Margaret. Oh, I'm sure the team will be practicing over the bowling alleys. And I'm just as sure you won't be there. Where else would I be? Oh, now you needn't pretend, Martin. I know you've got a date with one of those... Those women? I've told you a hundred times I don't have any dates with any other women. And I'm sick and tired of your insane suspicions. Insane, are they? Yes, they are. I'll be home at 11 o'clock. You can wait up for me if you like. Good night. I went down to the car and began to drive to the bowling alleys. Margaret, always nagging at me. Someday she'd push me too far. Yes, someday if she didn't stop the nagging, there would be another woman. Stop the car for a red light. The girl crossing the street. I noticed that she was blonde and pretty. Little like Margaret had looked when we were first married. And suddenly, as the girl passed in front of the car, she slipped and fell to the ground. What happened? Are you all right? That hole in the street. I tripped. Uh, let me help you to your feet. Oh, my foot. I must have sprained it. Can you walk? Well, I'll try. Oh, no. No, I can't put any weight on it. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, look here, let me drive you home. Oh, I don't like to impose, but I... It's not an imposition. I'd consider it a pleasure. To 
was about 25 years old and married. She said her name was Mrs. Susan Holmes. I didn't tell her my name. And as things turned out, that was lucky. No one was home at her apartment. I helped her to a chair and started to leave. Don't. Don't go yet. Come here. Oh, don't be afraid of me. I'm not going to bite you. <laughs> Mrs. Holmes, uh, I've got an appointment at the bowling alley. Uh... Well, that's not very flattering. Don't you like me? <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, I do, but... Mrs. Holmes, please, uh, don't, don't you? You shouldn't. Don't be silly. You've been very kind. And I like you. Her arms were around my neck, pulling me down toward her. She used a faint perfume. Margaret hardly ever used perfume. Margaret. I thought of her as Susan kissed me. Then I stopped thinking until the door opened. Say, what is this? Robert! Susan, who is... I come home and find my wife kissing another guy. How long has this been going on? Well, uh, this, this is all a mistake... Your wife tripped and hurt her ankle. I, I brought her home and... You won't weasel out of this by blaming it all on Susan. It won't work, mister. I saw both of you. Mr. Holmes, I've tried to explain. You won't listen to me, so I'm leaving. No, you don't. Get out of my way. This gun is loaded, mister. Put that gun back in your pocket. Don't be a fool. You're staying here until... Now, hey, let go of my arm. I've got to hold that gun. I'll kill you for this. Let go of the gun. I'll break your arm. How <laughs> uh, oh, I've got the gun. Give it back to me. I won't. Stop it! Look at the gun! Oh, oh. Stop it! I, I, I had to take the gun away from her. Oh. I didn't mean to pull the trigger. He, he's dead. You killed him. I killed a man. I had to get away quick before the police came. Yes, I could walk out of the door and forget the whole thing. Mrs. Holmes didn't know anything about me nor even my name. I acted fast. I could get away. Go straight to the bowling alley and pretend it never happened. Where are you going? I'm leaving. Come back here. Come back here. Well, you did come to the bowling alley after all. Margaret, what are you doing here? I've been waiting for you. Checking up on me. Why shouldn't I? didn't take you this long to drive over from the house. Where have you been? Oh, for heaven's sake, Margaret, leave me alone. Why are you staring at me? Your face. What about my face? Lipstick. Well, that's why you took so long to get here. Margaret, not so loud. And you swore you'd never have dates with other women. Oh, I knew it. Well, I knew it all the time. Don't shout like that. People are staring Let at them you. stare. Let them hear every word I say. I want your friends to know what kind of a man you are. Mr. Taylor. Uh, that phone call, it must be for me. Uh, I'll be right back. Hello? Mr. Wheeler? Yes, who, uh, who's this? This is Susan Holmes, Mr. Wheeler. What? You killed my husband. Just in case you've already forgotten. Huh? How did you know my name? Where to find me? It was all in your wallet. My wallet? It dropped out of your pocket during the fight. What do you want? I gotta see you right away. Well, that, that that's impossible. My my wife. Would you rather have me call the police? No, no, don't do that, please. 
Where shall I meet you? Downstairs, in front of my apartment house. I'll be there waiting for you. I'll be there in ten minutes. Bye. Who's that phone call from? Uh, no one you know, Margaret. I can tell from the expression on your face. It was that woman again. I can't argue with you, Margaret. I, I've got to go. Go where? I can't tell you. You're going back to her? No. I won't stand for it. I won't be humiliated. If you go to her, I'll kill you. I swear I'll kill you. Edith Deliver there crying. What else could I do? She wouldn't have believed what happened any more than Holmes did. Even less. Because she was so jealous. Susan's voice had sounded hard and bitter over the phone. Well, I couldn't blame her. It's a rotten thing I did, running away like that. Then I saw her waiting at the curb. Young, slim, and pretty. So you came. Get into the car, Susan. I want to tell you, I'm sorry about running away. Save the apology. Let's start driving. We drove for a while in silence. Several times I tried to start a conversation, but you wouldn't answer. Finally, I parked at the end of a deserted street in the waterfront. Fog was rolling in from the water. A few minutes, the mist would close around us. I've been thinking. I decided what we're going to do. You don't want the police mixed up in this, do you? No, of course not. Oh, neither do I. Don't ask me why. I got my own good reason. You got a plan? Yeah. My husband subleased the apartment under an assumed name. We've only been there a few weeks. Nobody in the house knows it. I'll leave town for good. The police won't be able to trace either of us. But your husband's body. I'll leave it. That'll give me at least a couple of days' start before the police find it. You'll have to help me. I need money. How much? Five thousand dollars. Five thousand. A lot of money. You got a nerve squawking about money. After what you did. It was self-defense. How would you like to tell that to a jury? But I simply haven't got $5,000. There was a card in your wallet that showed you work in a bank. The bank got plenty of money. You know how to get it. And more, too. She wanted me to steal the money. It's all clear now. No longer young and fresh and pretty. Just a cheap, flashy woman who wanted money. Money? It was blackmail. If she got the 5000 it wouldn't end there. She'd keep bribing me, squeezing me, milking me. Well, which is it going to be? The money or the police? Neither. Ah, don't be stupid. There's a law against murder. I'm going to do something very sensible, Susan. What do you mean? You? 
Take your hands off my throat. I don't like to do this. Oh, you're joking me. No. No. My fingers tightened on the throat. And I felt as though I was killing something inside me. She kissed me once. She said she liked me. And for a moment, I felt young again. The body went limp suddenly between my hands. She was dead. I was a double murderer. Martin Wheeler, the ungrateful scoundrel, and that poor kid, Susan Holmes. She got her neck twisted, all because she was trying to do Martin a good turn. <laughs> that wasn't a good return for her pains, was it? But on the other hand, it's not hard to see Martin's point of view. He probably felt that one good turn deserved another. Now, let's return to Martin Wheeler, the middle-aged bank cashier, who's having a night full of trouble. A moment ago, he killed Susan Holmes because she threatened to tell the police about the death of her husband. Fog was all around me now, making the world unreal. Sinister. Off in the water, the fog whistles were sobbing. I stood at the end of a pier body of Susan in my arms. I held her a moment longer than was necessary, and then dropped her into the water. It was all over. I could go back to Margaret, try to forget that I'd committed murder. Then I remembered my wallet. My wallet! Contained my driver's license with my name and address on it. Back in the car, I found a handbag. Contained a change purse, the key to her apartment, but not my wallet. The wallet must still be in her apartment. I thought that I had it. Drove wildly, disregarding the fog, passing through red lights. Then a car loomed up in front of me. I slammed on the brakes and stopped, bumping the bumper. Man got out of the car in front of me. He wore a uniform. I'd almost hit a police car. What's your race, mister? I, 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 I didn't see the stop sign, the fog. Uh, you were doing at least 40 miles an hour and on a city street, too. Driving like that on a night like this, you could kill somebody. Uh, what's your hurry? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing at all. I, I, I just want to get home to my wife. Uh, let's have a look at your life. My, my driver's license? Uh, it's in my wallet. Get it out. Well, I, I lost my wallet the other day. License and all, I... I haven't had a chance to apply for a new one. What's your name? Martin Wheeler. Where do you live? Sixty-three and a half, Sunset Drive. And you say your wife is at home? Huh? Yes, sir. All right, move over. We'll drive over to your house. Your wife will have to identify you. Is that all, officer? All except for this. Now, here's your ticket, Wheeler. Appear in traffic court tomorrow morning. And apply for a new license, you understand? Yes, sir, I'll do that. All right. 
And don't let me catch you driving like that again. Good night. Good night. Well, Martin? I'm sorry, Margaret. You're sorry. Who is she? What's her name? Believe me, this isn't like what it is. Are you in love with her? Are you? Answer me. No, I don't love her. Someday I'll be able to tell you what happened, but not now. I'm awfully tired. Let's go to bed. I pretended to sleep. The thought of my wallet still in Susan's apartment kept spinning through my mind. I had to get out of the house. I had to get to Susan's apartment and find the wallet. I couldn't leave until I was sure Margaret was asleep. Now, I slipped out of bed, got into my clothes, crept toward the door. I didn't see the chair in the dark until I stumbled over it. Who's there? Martin? Martin, where are you? I used the key I found in Susan's purse to let myself into her apartment. The body was no longer on the living room floor. She must have dragged it away. Perhaps she put it in the closet before she went to meet me. I didn't look for the body. My first concern was my wallet. And I found it where she must have left it on the telephone table. Everything was there. A few dollars, my license. I put it into my pocket and started to leave. Wait a minute. Holmes! I, I thought you were dead. I'm still very much alive, Mr. Wheeler. What? But the fight, the gunshot. You fell to the floor. Susan said you were dead. <laughs> You're not even wounded. I don't understand. The gun. It must have been loaded with blanks. That's right. But why? Why didn't you tell me? Why did you let me go on thinking that... Oh, I think I understand now. It was the old badger game right from the beginning. <laughs> Susan sprained anchor. And when she kissed me, when you came in on us, that was all arranged in advance. Oh, I thought she really liked me. But it was all done in order to blackmail me. And now, now she... Where is she? I, I don't know. She met you to arrange for the money. Now, you've got her door key. What did you do to her? Nothing. Nothing. You don't kid me, Wheeler. I can figure out what happened. She met you and asked for the money according to plan, but you figured you could get out of the mess by killing her. That's what you did. No. Sure you did. Else how could you get the door key? She wouldn't give it to you. Why would you come back here for the wallet? You better be on the level with me, Wheeler. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. So you killed her. But I don't hold it against you. Level with me and we'll make a deal. What do you want? So you did kill her? Yes. So it's a real thing now, instead of a phony. But the price is still the same. I'll keep my mouth shut for $5,000. He was right. The situation was still the same. I got the money for him, I'd be in his grip forever. It's his life or mine. I had no choice. But I needed a weapon. And I saw it on the desk. 
a sharp-pointed leather knife. All right. I'll give you the money. When? Right now. I'll sit down at the desk and write you a check. You're doing the smart thing, really. Yeah, you... That knife. Stay away from me. No money. No. No, no. He was dead. They killed him twice in one night. But this time, I made sure he was dead. Then I wiped my fingerprints off the knife. Wiped the doorknob clean. Then at the apartment. I thought of everything. Nothing behind it might connect me with the two martyrs. Going home, I concentrated on one thought. I must forget this night. Erase it from my memory. If I ever thought of this night again, it would be as a nightmare. simply didn't happen. Someday, I tell Margaret the truth. Someday when we were old, such things no longer mattered. And then the room exploded in my face. Oh, oh, Margaret. Don't. Don't, please don't. You're making a mistake. Margaret, you wouldn't let me explain I don't need any explanation. You went back to her. I told you I'd kill you if you went back to that woman. Number, please. Operator, get me the police. I want to report a murder. Come to think of it, he made one big mistake. He shouldn't have murdered that nice Holmes couple. Mm-mm. No, indeed. He should have murdered his wife. Then we might have had a happy ending. Good night to you, old poison puss. And thanks for your story, I Want to Report a Murder, tonight's performance in the Mystery Playhouse. We'll be digging you again in the near future.
Peace. Until next time. Good night. Sleep tight. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.